You are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on MyTalk 1071 and also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. We always appreciate you being part of the MyTalk family and reminding what we do here on The Mom Show. We have a rotating panel of experts that comes through and we edutain you. We give you lots of information that you might go, I saw a headline about or I saw a think piece about and how does that relate to me? How does this relate to our community? Is it something that uh, I want to spend more time talking to my friends and my family and my loved ones about and, and just think on some things and that's a lot of what we do here on uh, the mom show and uh, today helping us talk about some of those legal concerns that are out there what's going on in the legal system our good friend Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas hello Mr. Sheridan good morning I am so glad you're here I was actually talking about you to a friend of mine and I said you know what <clears throat> I said especially with everything that's going on I am very fortunate that I have <laughs> one you know with my my panel of experts and my friends here on the mom show I know that you know at least once a month, one of them is going to come in and help me demystify something that's going on out there that, you know, we read enough to get, you know, either super angsty sitting at home, you know, where we're sitting at home on our couch, our lovely couch that we like and where you get like into that special, that nook. You know, we all have that place yeah. where you sit and you go, I'm super comfortable here. And then you go, now my reality was impacted because I don't understand a headline that I had or should I be upset about this or how should I feel and so it's good to be able to go, we're going to have these conversations. And I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to help unravel all that, although I have to admit that sometimes even I sit scratching my head. Right. <laughs> and so at least we will have an open and hopefully honest conversation about some things. We always encourage people, if they want to weigh in, they can call us on The Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. You can also go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom, and send us an email if you have any questions. Uh, Questions, concerns, comments. Uh, and I do want to remind everybody that uh, Jeff Sheridan and his uh, partners over at Sheridan and Dulas, they are amazing attorneys. And we do have some general information that we give out every time uh, they are on the show with us here. But this is general information. So it may apply to you, but it's not legal advice. And we encourage you that although we are answering some common questions and concerns, if you have specific questions or concerns, you should make an appointment to talk with a lawyer. And we talk about that a lot, Jeff. That, Absolutely. And yeah. we offer uh, free consultation. Consultations, anybody who's got an issue or question, um, give us a shout. Right. And a lot of times that's the thing that we want to encourage you to start with is that if you have a question, you don't have to chew on it yourself. Um, and, and I think that that's where, you know, when you and Deanne Doulis are in here, it's a lot of going. We understand that these are complex scenarios and they are things that have um, absorbed, you know, they've evolved and changed over time. And you guys live in these scenarios, whether we're talking about the criminal justice system right. or we're talking about family law when Deanne is in. It's a very good to, uh, to go. Well, if nothing else, I know I can make a call. Yep. We've been at it since 1980. We uh, we have uh, lots and lots and lots of experience. Uh, well, I won't tell you how old I am. But <laughs> lots and lots and lots of experience. So, yes, we're, uh, you know, sometimes we think there's not a lot to the law. We think it's pretty logical, but mm -hmm. we realize that we also live in that environment, tw you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so, uh, yes, absolutely. Reach out. Uh, we're here to help. And uh, like I said, our consultations are free. 
Um, and uh, if you, if even if you don't hire us to do something, you're going to come away from the consultation knowing a heck of a lot more about your situation right. than you did going in. Right. And what, last time we were in, we started this conversation about the criminalization of poverty. And so since we're going to uh, go a little deeper with that, we probably want to back up at least a little bit and talk about why that subject matter is important and kind of what we mean. And I know it's hard to sub up the whole show that we did last time. Sure. But if we can give them just a a high-level view of what this subject matter is about. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it, it did. I, I noticed when we were coming to an end that we're like, oh, man, there's so many things yeah. we didn't get to. Right, right. So let's do that. So, mm-hmm. yes, I mean, criminalization of poverty is, is, so the address on her driver's license was no longer correct. And, right. And so he got the notice at the apartment, threw it in the mail, so now she's driving around in a suspended license. Mm-hmm. And people don't appreciate that every time they pay a fine, and I think this is really important if you take nothing away from our show today, that every time you pay a fine, you are pleading guilty to an offense. Right. And it says that on the back of the ticket, but, you know, because I started looking at it even more after you and I started doing this show together, because I'm like, I've done that, where I've like, well, I got a parking ticket, you know, I miss coming out to get the meter done, you know, and I'm like, let me just pay it. And, And I'm like, okay, I just want to be done. I'll just do it. And then it made me go, well, did you really read the back of the the thing? Or when I went to, because I just went to the website and we've talked about that on the last show that you, the convenience of it makes it seem like there's no weight or magnitude to what you're doing. They couldn't see the, you use your, your bunny quotes when you said. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's true. I did. Yeah. My air quotes are a thing that I needed to make that make sense. So the convenience of it really does just, uh, make the weight of it seem lessened. It's true. Mm -hmm. And remember that all of these conveniences are conveniences for the front half of the courtroom, right? Right. The the clerks, the judge, the court staff Mm -hmm. all find this very convenient. Um, and it is sold to us as a convenience to us. Right. Cause I don't have to talk to my boss and take the time off or use it. My PTO when I rather be at my kid's concert, all those things. Right. Right. So all those things are true, but Mm -hmm. they all have a consequence down the road. Right. Uh, and they're all just one more one more line on your record the next time a police officer looks and tries to, you know, I mean, they have discretion on the roadside. Are they going to write you a ticket or are they not going to write you a ticket? Right. And if you're a person who has a, a record that looks like mine, mm-hmm. right, that has nothing on it at all. Right. And by the way, that's not because I've never been stopped. It's because <laughs> I don't let tickets show up on my record. Okay? Right. Again, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a privilege that I have. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they're like, look I'm at, the guy that makes sure that doesn't happen. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Because I know that when a police officer looks at that record, Uh, and sees a laundry list of things that you have just conveniently paid your fines for, that you're not going to get a break. Right. There's no way that anybody's going to exercise discretion in your favor if they're looking at at a driving record that's got 13 entries in it all from nonsensical little things that you decided to exercise the convenience of simply paying the right. fine. Right. And again, we're not saying that it's always a negative thing that you're doing these things. You are trying to do what's best and what's legal and and, and keep yourself out of trouble. Right. Trying to just, do the right thing. Right. That's, yeah. That's very admirable in what we expect most people to do. And But it is a matter of going, you do need to pause a second and go that there might be additional ramifications for everything that we're doing. Well, and the other side of that is is that the police officer has now learned through through history that if he could write a hundred tickets and maybe have to show up in court once mm-hmm. in every hundred tickets that he writes, 
then go ahead and keep writing the hundreds of tickets. It's right. not going to inconvenience you as an officer. And so there, all of this is built into this system right. that is working exactly the way it was designed to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is just the rolling, uh, uh, you know, a, a steamroller uh, that's just going to keep rolling over you over and over and over again. Right. If you exercise the convenience rather than taking the time out of your life uh, to go make a court appearance and make the mm-hmm. officer make a court appearance. Right. Now he's got to start thinking about, you know, do I really want to do this yeah. or do I want to be a hero in the moment mm-hmm. and walk up to the side of this car and say, you know what, your uh, your record looks relatively good, um, doesn't look like you're, you know, out endangering the public. Um so I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'll give you a warning. Right. And please be on your way and please drive safe. Definitely. Right? Now, now he's a hero in the moment mm-hmm. that, that, that person who's had the encounter with him walks away f- with a very different impression of the police than we, we might be getting from watching the news these days. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's, it's a win-win because not only do you get uh, that, that satisfaction of not having to deal with a long string of things and you're not putting the officer in a position where he has to decide whether he's going to be, you know, uh, aggressive, not even aggressive, just do the, uh, does he, I kind of go from a position of, cause I had this conversation with the ex-boyfriend. I'm like, I just don't think that most police officers sitting around going, you know what I want to do, set up a speed trap and write tickets all day. What about that seems fun. So now let's just figure out a way that we were probably going to have the best outcome for both parties involved. Exactly. And the, and that's called police officer discretion. And, mm-hmm. you know, trust me, uh, you know, it's not like they don't have any choice about the thing, right? If mm-hmm. officer pulls over a car, he doesn't know anything about it and, and walks up and sees his high school sweetheart or, or her high school sweetheart in the driver's seat. Right. You know, that person's not getting a ticket. And right. it's not because they weren't speeding. Right? It's because, hey, I'm... There's uh, a relationship, but right, I don't exactly, feel like right? being a jerk. That's cool. <clears throat> right, yeah. in a relationship built on trust, the, the self... Um, you know, the our, our our relationship with the rest of humanity. Yes. Uh, and so those things happen all the time. And, uh, the you know, the officer gets to make the choice all the time. All right. Well, we're going to cover more of this. We're talking about the criminalization of poverty with our friend Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. Again, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Shannon here with Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. And we talk about uh, a wide variety of things that I think is always interesting because they go, oh my gosh, you have attorneys on? I'm like, yeah. And we talk about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think they only think we're going to be like an episode of Law and Order SVU every episode. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things, you know, out yeah. there that we can cover. And it's important to be able to go deeper on some of these things because there's a historical context or some sort of systematic thing that you may not know. It's like, well, how do people get in this scenario, you know, and how do things spiral out of control? And it seems like um, a lot of times what we end up talking about from you and, and Deanne when we're talking about the family side of things is there's a step that you missed or weren't aware of because life. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, you know, again, whether we're talking about, you know, I'm going to go on and online and pay the fine because that's what responsible people do, mm-hmm. but I don't think I did this thing. Right. Um, and, it, you know, so the, when I talk about the systemic uh, problems, you know, if, if you decide you want to fight a ticket, 
and you, you know, call the courthouse because nobody gets a, you know, it used to be they put the date right on the ticket right. and you just went to court that day. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to call the courthouse. And of course the, it, the convenience is overwhelming yes. uh, when you call the courthouse because now they're, you know, it's a automated uh, system like everything right. else. And you got to figure out what button to press and right. how you're going to wait, how long and, you're going to be in hold. And yeah. frankly, the, the option you want is the one of all right, hold the line. We'll connect you with a human. <laughs> right. Um, but you know the it's too the 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 invitation is basically to to go to the court payment center, uh, and the court payment center will will discuss all of uh, you know the stuff with you, and basically the court payment center will tell you how much the fine is. Yeah. And so people are really left who are not knowledgeable in the system are left with the impression that okay, fine, I'll just get this thing paid. So that I can finally get my day in court and not appreciating that by paying the fine, you're done. They've just eliminated the day in court. Like, and, and I know that a lot of us probably even are concerned about that because I remember the last time I paid a ticket online, I printed out the receipt because I was still worried that it wouldn't show up. Exactly. Right. And then I was going to get pulled over. And in my head, I'd be able to show the police officer's receipt. And then I was like, he's not going to care. He's well, just he's doing his job. Care. And by he's... the way, the receipt is the was the guilty plea. <laughs> right. Which, so it didn't occur. Which, me, that that was the why your license was now suspended is right. because you pled guilty to your third violation in 12 months. Right? right. I mean, people don't know that you go online and pay that fine three times in 12 months and your license is going to get suspended. And mm-hmm. if you, like this person I had just described to you, had moved, hadn't quite gotten your notice into the Department of Public Safety, uh, they don't send mail that that gets forwarded, right? And right. now it just disappears, or God forbid, it happens to land in the hands of a disgruntled ex-boyfriend. Right. right? And it's and, just in the garbage. <clears throat> right. right. And it's in the garbage, and there's no getting it back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's the, um, you know, again, this this convenience. Uh, I, I mean, I have called the, that line myself. Right. I know exactly what needs to be done, and I didn't get the. You know, we weren't talking about the first numbers one through press six. Right. Right. It wasn't at six. It wasn't at seven. It wasn't at eight. It wasn't even at nine. It mm-hmm. was the okay press zero or hold right. the line for a, you know a human to yeah. talk to you, and so yes, it's very much uh, that that we've taken the humans out of that part of the system because humans tend to be human to one another mm-hmm. um, and and might actually help you right. uh, find a way to avoid doing this. So this whole automated system uh, is designed basically to wear you out mm-hmm. as is much of the of the criminal justice system, by the way. Right. I mean, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to court. I'm going to fight this thing. I finally got a court date and you go down there and it's something called an arraignment. Right. Um, arraignment, I always tell people, is Latin for waste of time um, <laughs> because the, nothing happens at an arraignment. You just but, sit and wait for your time to stand up there and go, do right. you want to talk about this later? I say not guilty. And yeah. then they're like, OK, well, let's give them a pretrial date. And yeah. then you get another date to take more. More time off of work, and at that point, the you know a person who's living on the margins, mm-hmm. right? Who 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 really had to work to get this day off of work just got given a new court date. Now I'm going to have to go back to my boss. I'm going to have to ask for another day off of work, right? Right? Or I'm going to I'm going to go ahead back on that system. I'm going to go back back on the phone and I'm going to give them a credit card number. Yep, and, and just be, be done, done with it. Yeah, right? and I think when we're talking about you know these 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 we'll call them those those nuisance laws when we're mm-hmm. talking about some of those things that a lot of them are like how did I even get this? Right. Um, it seems like it's you are amplifying it by going to court because I still think that this this feeling for most of us of. 
I feel bad that I have to go to court. Like right. there's something about court that makes you feel guilty, even if you righteously think you didn't do whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you even if you righteously did whatever it was, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole point of being in front of a judge is that a judge is supposed to hand out justice. Right. And sometimes justice is throwing the book at you. But sometimes justice is saying, I'm not going to take your plea. Okay. Right. Instead, I'm going to I'm going to take your plea. I'm going to tuck it away. I'm going to hold it in my pocket here. Mm -hmm. And instead, I'm going to send you out and tell you not to do this anymore. Right. Right. I'm going to help you out by helping you get your license back valid. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, frankly, is the the best thing that the justice system could do for you. Right. Uh, And frankly, it's the best thing for society. It's not just best for you. Right. But people without valid driver's licenses are uninsurable. Right. Right. So if you're driving without a valid driver's license, you're also probably driving without Without insurance. insurance. And Mm -hmm. now you're in an accident and there's no money. You don't have any money. You you. You the person even, like now I can't now if I'm the one that you actually right. got an offender bender with I'm stuck too right. you know mm-hmm. right so I mean if I could have afforded the you know the insurance or the premium I you know I I, I would have you know I, I can't even afford the premium how on earth can I afford to pay for the damage I just did to your car exactly and mm-hmm. so those those are things that that you know we don't think dynamically we don't think five steps ahead we think law and order we think personal responsibility uh so you drove um you know in excess of the posted speed limit um and therefore you owe the same fine that everyone else on the earth owes even if for me a fine is meaningless right, right. it's uh, yeah, okay because you've fine. got it right, right. Mm-hmm. i got the money it's not going to make it so that my family can't eat this month right right but there are people for whom that is Absolutely true. Right. Paying the fine means not eating. Mm-hmm. And taking the time off of work to come to court means not eating. Right. Or, you know, maybe doing without a meal so that your children don't have to. Right. Right. And so the, and I, I will tell you this, the story that I don't know how close we are to the right. break, but I think we'll have to tell that story right. when we get back. I also want to go into some talking with you about what's a bad law versus a bad rule as okay. we continue this conversation on the criminalization of poverty. You were listening to The Mom Show. Our friend Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas joins us. If you have any questions, call us at 651 641 1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. While we're talking about websites, uh, I want to encourage everybody to go to your website as well if they're trying to go, okay, I have a question, how do I start? A lot of people like just do a little search on the web. If nothing else, they can see how snazzy your website is because I know you changed <laughs> it about a year ago and it is super snazzy now. So they can go to SSDPA.com, SSDPA.com. And they can always call, this page, uh, This information is also on the Mom Show page. You can call 65 1-686-8800. So Jeff, Mr. Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas, um, we were talking about, you had a story that was going to wrap up the last point that we have before we start talking about some of these bad laws versus bad rules. Sure. And it's a, I mean, basically it's about judging, right? And I mean, I had a, so this poor woman is, I'm watching this as I'm sitting in the peanut gallery of the courtroom Mm -hmm. and the woman is explaining this situation as to how she had gotten onto the the revocation merry-go-round with her license. Uh, all starting from something. So uh, every ticket she ever had was for driving without a valid driver's license. But by the point she 
got to got there, yep. she had utterly lost the ability to afford the reinstatement fees, okay, the right. fines, the, everything else. And so it was just a, a continuing, uh, continuing piling on right. of more and more and more money. Um, and she's standing there, right, t- trying to explain that, hey, I'm a single mom now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting no help from this guy who put me on the merry-go-round to begin with. Right. I just judge I can't afford any of the fines that already exist. Please don't find me again. Right. And, uh, you know, and if you can do something about the other fines. That would be wonderful. Right? That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as a relatively new judge, and the judge turned to the court administrator and said, well, you know, I mean, it was a heart-wrenching story. Right. And he turns to the court administrator and says, you know, is there anything we can do? Uh, and and she's like, well, I, I mean, you, you can't do anything with some other fine that a judge imposed, which isn't true. Oh, goodness. Um, mm-hmm. And and so he says, okay, well, all right, I um, I you know hereby adjudicate you guilty of driving after suspension. Again, turns to the clerk and says, what's the fine? Well, she's on, you know, number ninety two. It's right. not it's not that high, but she, still, yeah, she had a number. She'd of been them. going round and round right. and round. And mm-hmm. so the you know turns to the judge and says, well, the scheduled fine for this is four hundred dollars. Oh wow! And he turns to her and sentences her to four hundred dollars plus the surcharge and everything else. And I'm like, my God, the woman just told you that she didn't have the money from before. And you're you're almost in tears. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in addition to everything she owed from every other. Uh, you know, when she probably just paid them, yeah. right? And now she's finally going to come and talk to a human being, and the human being in the black robe, the one who is supposed to hand out justice, now gave all of the power to the administrator, to mm-hmm. the clerk sitting next to him. Right. And then just regurgitated. And I mean, if ever you've seen the tail wag the dog. Right. Right. And 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 it was it was I, I I'm sure it took a huge amount for her to get the time off from work and, and be a single mom and mm-hmm. come here and make a plea in person to a judge. Right. Who just basically gave her the rubber stamp treatment and sent her on her way with now four hundred and eighty seven dollars more. Wow. Uh, before she was ever going to be able to get off the merry Right, and so. I think that it is just reminding everybody that it's, it, it is so easy to get here, and that's why we're bringing up mm-hmm. this subject, is that knowing things, it, it, and I'm, I'm sure your life is like this too, Jeff. A lot of what happens in my life is you go, I have until tomorrow to take care of that. I can do that, or tomorrow it's going to be on the list. And then every day something like this gets bumped, and you know, now you're at the tail end of, whatever your window was, because maybe it said, okay, you have until X date, 30 days to go in and say something about it if you had a problem. And it's amazing how those things, you flash by and you're like, where did the last month go? Yep, Mm -hmm. absolutely. We all have those in our lives. Right, right. So we were going to talk about bad laws versus bad rules, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we're trying to say, you know, you started by saying a lot of these things are set up altruistically like we start with the law for a good ish reason or thinking that we're addressing some sort of problem but then somehow it ends up getting we'll say subverted or perverted and it doesn't actually do what you planned right and so you know again we have but we have there are some bad laws on the books and we're trying to get rid of those things um as they come up but they're and but they're put on the books for a good reason so you know if somebody's charged with an assault Mm -hmm. um you know for some pushing and shoving in a bar um, and you can resolve that as a disorderly conduct, right? That doesn't end up being a crime of violence and right. carry with it all of the, the ramifications, the collateral consequences of having an assault or a crime of violence. 
uh, on your record, then we look at that and say, you know what, it's a good thing, right? right. So we have laws like that. We have disorderly conduct. We have public nuisance. Um, Which you, know, you end up with public nuisance once it sounds like when you were talking about that <clears throat> before, a lot of times it might be, well, some high school kids are, or some 18-year-olds are out in a park too late just being right. loud. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right. and, and, you know, so we in the, in the criminal defense world look at those as basically throwaway things, and we're happy they're on the books. Right. Because they are ways for us to get our cases resolved um, for something other than, like I said, a crime of violence. That carries with it so many uh, collateral consequences. So many employment opportunities disappear. Right. You know, even if it's a you know a, an assault that was a mutual fray in a bar yeah. where everybody step outside. Now you step outside. Right. Something got heated, and you're like, "How right. did we get here?" And right. They're, they're out there voluntarily whacking each other, and mm-hmm. the cops roll up on them and charge them both with assault. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And they're just drunken, stupid, right. you know, kids mm-hmm. uh, blowing off a bunch of steam. <clears throat> except now they have a crime. A violence on their record, and and you know if one of them happens to be in the healthcare profession, yep. they're going to lose their license, mm-hmm. right? So, and they may have studied years to become right. an RN, mm-hmm. uh, and now that's gone, right? So, because there are so many collateral consequences associated with so many offenses, we look for these things, right? And they're great. So, mm-hmm. loitering, you know, uh, a public nuisance, uh, disorderly conduct. The problem is, is that when they start getting used as a primary offense, okay, right? That they aren't the thing you bargain down to, but they are the reason that a police officer is interjecting themselves into the lives of people who are, you know, sitting on the corner, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, minding their own business, but they happen to be minding their own business in a, what the police would think of as a high crime neighborhood, right? right? So now it's an opportunity for the police to interject themselves into an otherwise peaceful situation. Um, and that's when they are bad crimes, right? right? They're good crimes when we're reducing charges to them, but... When they're being used as a reason for a police officer to put himself in a situation where he must know walking in that he's not going to be welcome. Right. Right. But it's how I'm, how, what am I going to, I got to see what's going on. Yeah. Well, now why, I have an excuse to go and ask you a bunch right. of questions. Why do I need to see what's going on? Why is it any of his business? So, right. you know, we have these, these, you know, charge called loitering, right? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're. If you're, uh, you know, a guy in a white ascot at the, you know, Wyzetta Yacht Club, right? <laughs> just hanging around. Just hanging around. Talking to your yacht buddies. Right, yeah. talking to your yacht buddies. You're, That's still you're loitering, loitering, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. But if you happen to be a group of, of African Americans outside the gate to the Wyzetta Yacht Club, you know. What do you guys do here? Right, yeah. right. That, you're right. In that group, which yeah. one of the two of them is going to, is more likely to get charged with loitering, right? right. So, so. There are, uh, you know, there, there are some laws that, that clearly impact uh, certain people uh, more right. aggressively than others. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have that problem. Um, but none of it, you know, written into right. the, you know, if, if you look like a poor person and you're standing outside anywhere, that's loitering. Right. No. We, didn't, we haven't written that into the no. law. But it's, in, you know, in the way that they're enforced. It's been interpreted that way for multiple reasons exactly. over time. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are the bad laws. And then there are the bad rules. And we've kind of been talking about that, about the procedures that are, you know, why can't I come down to the courthouse and resolve this, you know, in one court appearance? Why is it that I've, if I walk in here and say, no, I, I want a trial, right? 
why is it that that's three steps from now? Right. right? So it's why? like you're penalized by trying to do it. Exactly. exactly. So the mm-hmm. process becomes part of the punishment. And there are some counties where, you know, everybody gets, this, you know, assigned the same trial date, right? This, mm-hmm. this is going to be Monday, August 4th, right? right? <clears throat> and so... 90 people show up on Monday, August 4th, because that's that county's trial week. Right. And then they start parsing it out, right? And they're like, okay, well, we got the in-custody felonies who've made a speedy trial demand. We have the Mm -hmm. out-of-custody felonies who've made a speedy trial demand. We've got the out-of-custody felonies. We've got the... Uh, you know, gross misdemeanors and the uh, the misdemeanor assault cases right. and the misdemeanor DWIs and you know you're there wanting to fight about a driving after revocation and you're you you know that in the one week set aside for trials in that particular county, given the you know eight meth counts uh, their cases that right. they, you know, they you know those guys are all going to trial they're going to go prioritize on right. those uh huh and so now you sit around all day Monday and then Tuesday morning they say yeah we're never going to get to you. Uh, now we're going to give you a new trial date. Right. Right. And so here you are trying. I mean, I, I have argued that that if you have some non DWI misdemeanor or assault case in certain counties, and I'm not going to call them out right mm-hmm. here on the air, uh, that you will never, ever get your day in court. You will be shagged into the courthouse many, many times, right. but you will never get a trial. Now, I know that there was in some, and, and maybe this is outdated, there'd be some times where they'd call you and they'd let you go talk to the prosecutor or they put sure. you in an office. So how does that process work? Sure. Okay. And so if you're unrepresented, you're mm-hmm. going to have to talk to the prosecutor, right? Mm-hmm. Usually your lawyer does, in my in my cases, I do the talking for my clients. So right. I go meet in the room with a prosecuting attorney and we meet on an even footing right. because we've both tried cases. We both know what the criminal justice system looks like. Mm-hmm. We know what the rules are. We know what the rules of evidence and the rules of criminal procedure and all of those kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're in a fair fight. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So we, we can agree to disagree. And frankly, the meetings are quite brief. Because, okay. Fair like, enough. Yes or no? No. Right. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. right. So, um, but what do I do as just Miss Shannon who lives in Crystal? So Miss Shannon who lives in Crystal, you're mm-hmm. going to walk into the room. You're going to meet with a Crystal prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crystal prosecutor is going to say, "Here's what you're charged with. Uh, here's the um, uh, here's the statute you're right. accused of violating. Uh, if you want to resolve it today, here's my offer. Okay. Um, do this. Right. Um, and sometimes the offer is is very generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you uh, we'll agree to continue the case, and it'll get dismissed if you do X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and so sometimes they're generous offers. Sometimes it's a, you know what, this is your third driving after suspension. Uh, so my offer is you plead guilty, and the judge is going to fine you X. Ah, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. And if you're like, well, wait a minute, I wasn't driving after suspension. I tried to explain this to the officer. I tried to explain it to the lady up at the front of the courtroom. I was mm-hmm. going to try to explain it to a judge, and I ultimately would like to s- explain it to a judge. Um, then the, you know, your opportunity to do that is going to be, okay, well, this isn't trial day. We're just here for settlement conferences. Right. You got to take another day off of work and okay. come back. All right. And, so either way, you're going to have to go back in your car, drive home, <laughs> figure it all out. Unless yeah. you're willing to plead guilty. And ours is a system of guilty pleas. All right. Our system is not constitutionally designed to be a system of guilty pleas. But no, that's what it's Nowhere is into. there reference to that in the Constitution. Right. But that's what it is devolved into. All right. Well, we are going to take this break and we come back. What part of the uh, conversation should we wrap up with? You know what? We'll look at it on the break. All right, so we'll do that, and we'll also take your calls. You can be part of the Mom Show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas here on the Mom Show. 
Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. We always appreciate you, however you listen to us here on My Talk. You are a part of our My Talk community. And um, I'm Miss Shannon here with Jeff Sheridan from Sheridan and Dulas. Uh, here on the Mom Show, we again try to give you some information so that you don't go into things unawares. And uh, all of our experts in all of their different fields are great at doing that. And today we've been talking about the criminalization of poverty and basically how do you get in these cycle of fees and fines and things when you basically think right Jeff that you are doing yourself a favor and stopping the process it also it uh, quite often unknowingly to you is actually starting a more cumbersome process exactly mm-hmm. and the you know people i i have uh, you know clients who have often said you know, well, you know what? I did this. I just want to plead guilty and get right. it over with. Because it's not a, I'm using my air quotes again. It's not a big deal. Okay. Right. You know, right. And, and so you, you know, and I, I, I impress upon people as best I can that, that when you plead guilty to something, you aren't getting something over with. Mm-hmm. You're beginning the next chapter. Right. Right. So if it's, you know, you're pleading guilty to a DWI. Uh, then you're beginning your life as a person with a DWI in your record, right? right? And all of the collateral consequences that come from that, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to be able to cross the border into Canada. There's right. a weird one that no one ever thought uh, was a thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not really getting things over with, and and there are people who say, "Look, I did this. I uh, my license was suspended. I drove. I should just plead guilty to mm-hmm. this." And I'm like, "This is not. A, this is about justice. It's not about." whether you did it or didn't do it. And sometimes you can explain to a judge why you did it. Right. And that will cause the judge to, to, to be a human right. and respond and say, well, you know what? I, all right. I see that this was a one-off. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to reduce the fine from $400 down to $50 or whatever. Right. Something, to get you back on the truck, the track to correcting these things correct. in your life. Mm-hmm. Or here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to schedule this case for a pretrial conference. I know it's a pain. I know you're going to have to take another day off of work, but it looks to me that getting your license back would be a pretty simple thing to do mm-hmm. if you don't end up getting convicted of driving after suspension because right. if I convict you of driving after suspension then you're going to get suspended exactly. again for a longer period of time mm-hmm. and then it's going to be that much harder right so I'm gonna I'm gonna help take my boot off your neck by telling you I know it's a pain but I need you to take another day yep. off of work and between now and then I'm gonna have this public defender talk to you and right. he's gonna show you what it is you need to do or I'm gonna send you down to talk to our our specialists in getting people's privileges back right and if we can get you valid to drive I as a judge have done more for my community than I would by simply accepting your guilty plea putting you back on the merry-go-round of revocations right. and and pretending that that's going to make it better. And right. I think it's great that you said that it's not a matter of whether you did it or not. We're not encouraging people to go out there and no, just be scofflaws, right. you know, because again, we mentioned even at the beginning of this that usually when we have these laws in place that is supposed to be set up for the benefiting of our community, it's supposed to benefit right. our community. There's just situations where you go, well, I don't know how I got here and now I'm trapped. Right. And mm-hmm. as this this young woman was giving her impassioned plea to please forgive all of these fines, she was also telling the judge, look, I drive 
because I have a baby to feed right. and I live in rural Minnesota mm-hmm. and my workplace is 20 miles from my home and I have to drive those 20 miles. There's no public transportation There's from none me at to all. The, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that in order to feed my child. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, one of the deputies happens to know this is my route to work. And mm-hmm. if I sit here every morning, I'll be able to write a ticket for driving after suspension every morning. Cause because I look like I didn't learn my lesson when right. that's not it. You know, I'm just trying to feed my child. Right. And that is the, you know, so, uh, you know, these are real live humans in real live dire circumstances. These are people living on the edge that, that we as a society could intervene and do them a solid. And right. it wouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm. And it would cost us nothing. Right. Right. Her not getting a driving after suspension ticket on her record is the only person that that hurts is her. Right. right? Society is going to be fine. fine. Right. Right. right? And so it's an opportunity for for people to do good work, to do, uh, you know, something, uh, uh, you know, put out a hand to somebody in need and really help them out. And, you know, the thing we're going to close with here is about all the weird ways that people can lose driving privileges here in Minnesota. I mean, everybody thinks you lose your license when you're naughty, right? You lose your license because you've got, you know, five speeding tickets Mm -hmm. in 24 months and you just haven't learned your lesson. You're a danger out on the road all the time. Yeah, You're out there dukes of hazarding it every weekend. Right. We, we, uh, you know, I refer to the driver's license revocation as a blunt instrument Mm -hmm. because we use it for everything. Right. Right. I mean, you didn't show up for court. We're taking away your driver's license. Well, I didn't show up for court because... Because I was, you know, suffering from COVID. I was on mm-hmm. a ventilator. Right. Right. And and not available. And, you know, thank God I survived it all. And now I come out of the hospital, I, you know, and, and I don't have a valid driver's license right. because I missed my first court appearance. Right. Well, why? Or even you just had a mild case and couldn't move. You know, right. just home. Lots of things happen. Right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, or the ticket got lost or I couldn't remember the date. I didn't get on my calendar. You know, I'm I'm working, you know, three jobs. Right. And, and so, you know, I wasn't thumbing my nose at you. I wasn't being deliberate. And yet, boom, my license has been revoked because I didn't show up for court. Right. And I think I've heard from people even that sometimes you get that ticket, but it's at a time in your life when you're in one of those depression spirals or something where just time flies where you're going i don't know oh i missed that you know but i missed everything i barely missed going to the grocery store to remember to take a shower and people are in that place turtle up right right exactly and they 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 go into their shells and they figure if i just ignore this it's at some point it's going to go away exactly and you know it'll drop off it'll be yep Mm -hmm. And it's easy for those folks, you know, in the ivory towers of, of government, right, in the capital to say, you know, well, this is fairly simple. You, you know, you got to show up for court or this is fairly simple. If it is important uh, to you, you'd handle it. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Without ever taking into consideration for a moment that, that they live way down in the right end of the bell curve yep. uh, of all sorts of, of you know, uh, privilege that they have mm-hmm. uh, and forget completely about the people who are in the left end of the bell curve. Right. Who don't have the financial, the educational, the love, mm-hmm. right, or the things we depend on to make our, our lives, uh, you know, livable. Right. Um, but we, so we take them away for that. But, you know, we also in Minnesota mm-hmm. will revoke a driver's license for unpaid child support. Right. Now, so a guy loses his job or a woman loses her job. She falls behind on her child support. Uh, and uh, now uh, we're we'll show her right. for not having supported that child. Now we're going to take away a driver's license, right? Which we're saying that the right. thing is in it, it. What you what you the the problem you had? Yes, 
That was a problem. You agree. But now, how is that going to fix that problem? Right. Now I can't, you know, now I can't go to work. How is that solve the problem? Right. Or I have to pay these fines. So now I'm still not paying my child support. And laws like that come about as a result of the, the, again, the privileged folks all there saying, well, if you stop paying your child support, you did it on purpose. And if you don't have a new job, uh, it's because you're trying to get out of paying your child support rather than no, as it turns out, that was a one-off job right. that I had, but I'm a convicted felon. Now. And trust me, when mm-hmm. I walked out of, you know, when I lost that job where a guy gave me a break and then had to downsize and now I'm back on the street, I- I'm still a convicted felon looking for work. Right. Right. It ain't easy for me. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not doing it on purpose. There's nothing in the world I would love more than to be able to support myself and support my children, Mm -hmm. right? But my circumstances are such, and our response is, oh, okay, well, now try to do it without a driver's license. We're going to take that, too. So let's make it even more difficult. So how does that end up, how did we get in this scenario that the driver's license ended up being the penalty for so many different things? How do you think it, you know, was it that? Because it just seems interesting. Okay. Where there is no public transportation, and somebody in the legislature you know, decided it was a good idea to say, okay, fine, we, we need to we need to get people to conform their behaviors. Okay. Right? And the best way to do that is or, to take away right, something important. The thing this the thing that's important. Okay. And so we take away the driver's license. Um, but we, I mean, we do it for all sorts of goofy things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had a client just, uh, you know, probably two months ago uh, whose license was revoked in Minnesota because he had been in an accident in Illinois. Okay. Uh, got sued by an insurance company who couldn't find him because he didn't live in Illinois. So they served by publication. Okay. And he ended up with a judgment against him for like seventeen thousand dollars. Right. Um, for an accident that he had in Illinois, literally like ten, fifteen years earlier. Right. Okay. And because the judgment was, uh, we have this what's called a full faith and credit clause in okay. the Constitution. So we have to honor what Illinois did. And so Illinois revoked his license for not paying the judgment to the insurance company, even though he never even knew that it had happened. He remembered that there was an accident, but never got served with papers. Mm -hmm. And now Minnesota revokes his license because uh, we're on this driver's license compact. And basically we will respect anything that any other state does to a person's driver's license. Right. So now he's revoked here in Minnesota and has literally no idea what he could do to get his license back. Right. And so, again, we use the driver's license because it's something that people need to have to in order to live any sort of a full life in Minnesota because we have no pub- well, very little public transportation in this state. Uh, and we just use it as a blunt instrument to just club people to death. Right. And it's just, it's wrong. So. Well, I think it's another good excuse and a good, not even excuse, a good reason to remind everybody that they should get legal counsel. If you have oh, any absolutely. questions at all, you definitely should reach out to somebody. A great somebody to reach out to. There was the folks over at Sheridan and Dulas. Again, that website is ssdpa.com and the number is 651-686-8800. Jeff, thank you very much for giving thank all this you. information out. Yeah. We'll see you next time. You, you know, always find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom.